We are here again with another conversation talking to student athletes who are doing their thing in sports entertainment, hosted by Ronica Stone, a former Oregon Duck, Sco Ducks. Sco Ducks. Um, and you have the opportunity to talk to a very special game-changing retreat mentor, ESPN producer extraordinaire, and former basketball player, Talia Wilkins. And I want to know, she is somebody I thought would just impress you out the gate and was I correct in that assumption yes very correct she is so like even by her background that she had um she's so sophisticated and well-spoken everything she said had meaning and I she is a poet and I felt like she was just speak oh that is we gotta put that on the shirt um, I, I think there's a lot to her background and her story, her journey that relates a lot to um, what some of our student athletes are going through. What was it that really impressed you about her journey that you think a lot of people should take away? She um, spoke on internships and one thing she said, which was an amazing quote, was like, you have to go beyond the internship. And I think especially nowadays we live in a very tech savvy world. And if if you're not on a smartphone or have a computer, it's you're behind. But luckily for the vast majority, we do have access to those things. And while you have the access and if you have the resources, taking advantage of them because she mentioned like she didn't have all of these resources back when she first started out and we do. And so I think one thing that's really important to take away from it is if you're not using your resources and if you're not going out and being proactive, then I, you're wasting your time because there's no excuse that you can use because we're in such a digital age that everything is so easily accessible. I love that. And I always say closed mouths don't get fed. So using your resources and using, you can stalk somebody all the way to where they were born before you even meet them and, and being able to do that can work in your favor. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, she was a game changer retreat mentor and she just embodied what a mentor is about. But I want to know from you, did you get a sense from her that she really lives by this, this mantra of mentors help the next generation? Yes. Um, she, right immediately after the interview, I had an email from her saying, thank you and reach out whenever. And she gave me her number and then she connected with me on LinkedIn. So it's like, she's always trying to help. And I could tell that just right after the interview, like she did all of those things. Like I almost didn't even have a chance yet because she was already willing to help. Um, so I think that goes, uh, it just speaks a lot to who she's about as a person. It's not all talk. Like she's, she's really about that action. Like she's willing to help everyone that needs it. Well, I love that, and I know people will love the conversation as much as you had um, hosting the conversation, and just just enjoy it if you're still listening, which we still, which we hope you are. Um, this is this is a great one, and again, this is just episode 13, so there's a couple more, and you keep keep on keeping on, Ronica, and we're so excited. We, we hear your growth and your progress throughout these interviews, and we know you're going to become uh, exactly who you want to become at the end. Thank you. Keep following along, everyone. Hello. 
Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I haven't really appreciate it. I feel worthy. <laughs> I feel worthy that you came on. But while we get started, you went to Siena College, which is a small liberal arts school. In 2018, they had a little over 3,000 students enrolled. And I think small schools have like a almost not a bad reputation, but people think you have to go to a big school to get your foot in the door and talk to the right people. What would you say about your experience at Siena College that would kind of prove those ideas to be wrong? Oh my goodness, so many takeaways. Agree. Come in a school. A lot of kids have this mindset that if you if you go mid major D one or if you go to a small school, you're not going to get the same experience. The biggest uh, takeaways for me, um, just the family oriented community. Um, having your professors know you by name, not just by you know face or number or anything like that. Um, I think there's definitely uh, perks to going to a small school, including uh, getting to know the the um the cook staff and you know have <laughs> those um special meals uh you know waiting for you in the back of the kitchens and, and things of that nature there's a lot of perks but um i would say the community the family oriented um aspect that you, you get from a small school for sure did you ever feel like you were limited to resources that you could have had more if you went to a big school no not at all not at all and it's <laughs> have that comparison but it w what I would say I never felt like I was lacking anything mm -hmm. from you know academia to you know um just the 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 attention to you know to my growth on the court and off the court in the classroom yeah and when you graduated from there it was in marketing and management how did that then transfer into becoming the producer you are today oh man that journey um so major I was a business major marketing management uh major writing communication minor and all of my sports internships were sport well all of my internships really were sports related so um, I think that just having that strong resume and the connections that I had with um, you know some ESPN talent kind of like just helped and it was yeah, I honestly tried to just get an internship at ESPN I think it was my sophomore year um, and that process took 18 months and by the time I got a phone call, it was, I was literally like three or four months from graduating. So at that point I needed a job, you know, yeah. <laughs> I started to inquire about their entry level positions. Um, I went through a three month interview process and I think they put the offer on the table literally two weeks before I graduated. So it was, the option was do I go overseas and play ball or do yeah. at ESPN? I think in hindsight, 2020, I think I made the right choice. <laughs> I think you did too. <laughs> But for obtaining an internship, I think, especially one with ESPN, you have to stick out. Like, they're not just grabbing anyone. So what can you, what advice can you give to student athletes or any student that is trying to make their resume stick out above the rest? Well, it's, you got to go beyond the resume. Um, I'm a lot of student athletes now that are showing up at conferences, conferences that I did not have access to, you know, in high school or graduate. Um, and just to have those resources. LinkedIn is another great resource. I tell a lot of my mentees, be on LinkedIn as often, if not more than you are on Instagram, you know, or Facebook, the social media platform, because these are tools that we did not have. You know, I'm dating myself back in 07 when I graduated. And we just, and I think Facebook had just launched like two years prior to that. So we didn't have 
a lot of the, the resources that they have today. So take advantage of that. It's so much easier to connect with people from your couch today than ever before. And yeah. I think it's, uh, you do yourself, yourself a disservice if you do not take advantage of it. And then you, I didn't know how long the <laughs> process to get the internship was for you. But right after you graduated, you were with MBA Pro Agency and then ESPN, where you've been ever since. Right. What did you learn? What were the hardest things about your beginning stages that have molded you into who you are now? Um, never say yes to the first deal. And I have Ooh. to, what I mean by that is when ESPN called me, I was just trying to get an internship as a sophomore. By the time they put the offer on the table, it was for an entry level position. So when they called me uh, to make the offer, I said yes right away. I didn't ask for 24 hours notice. I was, I was to think about it, to on it. I didn't counter for a better offer. I didn't even <laughs> what I did. Like whatever you have for me, I'll take it. Oh, and it's, it's so easy to get lost in the brand and you know who you're associated with. So if I had to go back and tell myself, you know, just take a deep breath, you know, be appreciative for the offer, ask to sleep on it, ask for that 24 hours, mm -hmm. discuss your mentors, your family, and then maybe come back. Um, and I made the big mistake of telling them that I could start right away. I mean, I, it, was, it was just crazy. So I uh, graduated two weeks later. And two weeks after that, um, I was commuting from Brooklyn, New York, up to Bristol. And for those who are not used to the East Coast or not familiar, it's about a two to two and a half hour commute each way. So I wasn't prepared. <laughs> apartment lined up and any of those things so it just but it taught me never to say yes to the first offer ever again mm. you know yeah but you've been a producer for almost like all oh. things NBA yeah. ESPN sports center I, I think it would sound a lot better coming from you than from me can you highlight some of your top career moments okay so I would say for the first um 11 years of my career um I was on the studio production side so I had stints on Sports Center, First Take, His and Hers, SE6, um, Get Up, uh, Outside the Line. And, and that's just, you know, in studio. And then um, I've done a number of remote events. I did, I've probably mm -hmm. done five or six NBA finals, um, SVs and NBA red carpet events, did a college football bowl game, you know, and that's <laughs> field after the game. Really a surreal feeling. Um, and then I made the pivot. I made the pivot a year ago to switch to original content. And now I project manage um, a lot of our third party production teams, um, which involves editorial oversight, creative input, um, you know, just a lot of managing in the internal teams to make sure the content is across all platforms. That's, yeah, it sounded a lot better coming from you than it did from me. Okay. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. It is. But what does, you know, we're in weird times right now with the Rona hitting the world. Yeah. What does your job look like right now? Um, thank God for home offices. I'm, I'm incredibly blessed that have set up shop in my office. Um, so I'm there nine to five. It's important for me to have a routine to stick to it. Um, I think, you know, as we keep hearing in the media, these are unprecedented times, right? Mm -hmm. So it's easy to um, succumb. To, to the weight of that, or you can, you know, stay connected. I think that's one of the main things I try to do every day, stay connected to, to my loved ones, to my friends, um, stick to a routine, be committed to that, work out, you know, responsibly if I go outside, social, yeah. you know, um, but just do things that I never, quote unquote, had the time to do, you know, 
tapping into those other passions, other passions, excuse me, outside of work um, that I would have never had time to do before. Yeah, and for student athletes who are, or students, I'm just speaking to student athletes right now, who are, you know, trying to keep developing their skills during this time, what do you think they can do to keep, you know, keep up the development of their skills during times like this? Right, I mean, I'm trying to put myself in that mindset if I was still an undergrad now, um, because you know workouts are not the same without the supervision of your strength coach or your coach or things of that nature. So it would take a, a mental focus beyond belief. You know, I think I would watch the, the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, and, and probably feel rejuvenated. Um, I would yeah. try to think that would motivate me to stay committed to my craft. But it's incredibly difficult when you're home because I remember those summer workouts. You know, coach would send you home with a binder and expect you to, <laughs> you know how it is, and expect you to come back in shape, you know? And it's not the same when it's at home. So I would try to find um, a community. I mean, the, like, again, everything is at the tip of our fingers. There's so many apps, you know, you could download to stay in shape, mm -hmm. you know, keep commitment. And um, it's, it's difficult. I don't think there's a, a one right answer to this question, but I think I would, if I was a student athlete today, going through this pandemic, um, find anything that would keep me motivated and committed to my craft. You know, yeah. <laughs> obviously you have social distance, but um, that's probably like the best thing that I can think of because it, again, you just, it changes day to day. Yeah, it's weird times, it's weird times, but in, way simpler times when you well you still are a mentor for the winning edge retreat been a mentor to a bunch of student athletes and for current viewers and for game changers what were like the top three things you wanted people to leave knowing from your message oh man this is similar to um my definition of success which is and i posted this once and it's being more than an inspiration being a lifetime force, being the greatest reference, being the plug without the need of reciprocity, being, you know, being the need you allow someone else to fill, you know, and I think, and that's just the gist of it, but I think it's important to, as you climb up, to bring people with you. The one thing that I noticed at the start of my career, I didn't see a lot of representation in the room. Mm -hmm. I didn't see a lot of representation at the higher level. So you gotta not, you gotta break down those barriers, and then, but you can't just be the only one. And I, yeah. it's, I've had, I think five titles at ESPN so far. Every interview I start with, I'm more than a quota. Yeah. And it's a very jarring statement. I don't recommend everybody use it, <laughs> but <laughs> you're, you're more than your what you represent outwardly, and. Mm every day I have to prove that I'm more than qualified for this job. Yeah. So yeah. I would athletes with that, just understanding what the need is and filling it. That was one of the best pieces of advice um, a VP gave me a few years ago. Just once you identify what the need is, try to fill it. Yeah. That's powerful and really good for everyone that's listening and hopefully people can take away from that. And as you've started with ESPN, when you started back in 2007 to being an intern saying yes right away to in 2018 being chosen as ESPN's inspiring woman or one of their inspiring women which is what do you think about where you started and where you are now what are some of the hardest lessons you had to learn through yeah. that journey 
Um, well, I'll, I'll address your first question. You know, looking back, it's, it is an incredible journey. I think I had to learn how to find the joy in that journey along the way. There are going to be some frustrated moments. There are going to be some setbacks. There are going to be a lot of no's before you hear yeses. Um, and you have to figure out how to way to regroup and recover. You have to figure out a way how to surround yourself with community, mentors. I have an amazing life coach. Shout out to True Blue Consultant. Like, I have to surround yourself around people who are just as invested in you as you are in the job that you're trying to do every day and not lose sight of that. And once I started to develop that team of, of people, um, I was so much better off. You know, the, the, the idea is to work smarter, not harder, right? And yeah. I think my career, I was so stubborn because I thought just my work ethic would speak for itself. And it's just too competitive, it's, it's way too competitive, you know? So you just have to um, align yourself with people, you know, of influence and, and people who are seasoned in the industry that you're in and, um, and take advice. I'm okay with not being the smartest person in the room. I'm like a smart, I want to gravitate to people who can, you know, make me the best version of myself. So. So looking back, that's probably like the biggest changes that I've made um, in terms of my career here. So we're going to open it up for questions. Oh. You guys can continue to ask questions in the question box. If you have them throughout. Um, dun, dun, dun. You touched on this a little bit, but mentoring is a pride of your brand. Why is it so important to you? Representation. You know, we be the only ones in the room all the time, every time, you know, and um, I think there's strength in numbers. I value diversity of thought and I, I value diversity of thought within our own community. And I think people lose sight of that. We are not, I cannot represent, although I do it proudly, but I cannot represent every black woman in this industry. You know, I can't yeah. because we have too many different you know, backgrounds and upbringings and beliefs and, you know, and values. And it would be wrong for me to represent, to be the one soul voice. So bringing people in, you know, like being more than the quota, yeah. <laughs> just seasoning, you know, my mentees. And I also find joy in that. It's my way of also giving back um, in an impactful way. And my mentoring doesn't stop at the retreats or the conferences. You can ask any of my mentees now. Like we try to maintain at least monthlies or biweekly, you know, phone calls or text exchanges or things of that nature. No, I think that's a beautiful sentiment because when people are at the top, you'd like to think that they want to stay there by themselves. Like it's lonely at the top because they don't want to bring anyone up with them, you know. And you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm nowhere near. <laughs> yeah, you you share it all the love. Right, but no, on every level, on every level, you, it's, a, it's it's incredibly important to. Um, make sure to ensure that you're not the only one in that room. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, sorry. This one's so small. Were you confident in the room when you started out as an intern clipping highlights 12 years ago? Or did it? I hate <laughs> that I can't keep <laughs> reading it. The, the model of the family, Anna Ray. Where was that? Because she knows the answer to this. Um, <laughs> my confidence um, was at a very early age and I think it was through sport and once I um, felt like I could master my craft through sport it just translated off the court mm -hmm. you know um, and and that's something that sh probably shows up when people interact with me at times <laughs> <laughs> and then we have one from Kareen 
what advantages do essays have when student athletes have when it comes to creating original content? Advantages. Um, it's a level of sports acumen you have about it's beyond it's going beyond the box scores, right? You mm -hmm. you do craft your storylines or your highlights in a way because you're not, it's coming from your perspective because you've played. So I think you have the advantage. Um, but I will say, uh, especially there's a lot of PAs that they're probably, um, you know, they come in, you know, recently graduated and they think they know it all, but there's so much more to learn on, on this side of the, of, of the spectrum. And that's mm -hmm. something I had to be humbled, you know, at a very, um, early stage in my career. You don't know it all. You know, just because you know how to play well doesn't mean you know how to deliver that storyline or that sto that feature idea um, from ideation to execution. So there's still a learning curve that has to happen. But I absolutely think there is a level of an advantage um, just having played the game. And I'm going to ask a question. So <laughs> what's next with you? What is something new that you're working on now? Oh, my goodness. Um, so right <laughs> Now, uh, well, ESPN just um, successfully just wrapped up the last dance. Um, and I think we the one biggest takeaway from my original content team is learn, understanding how to produce and curate content around the 30 for 30 films. So I think that's without live sports right now, that was something that um, we experienced, I mean, experimented with. And I think some, that's something we're going to continue to do in the um, next three films. So there will be, um, you'll see in my IG stories and all that, I will be plugging a lot of content for e e ESPN Plus. You should definitely subscribe if you're not um, a subscriber already. Humble brag. Um, Humble flex. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that, that's probably like the, the very next step on my radar. And then outside of work, um, I'm a creative writer. You know, I love writing greeting cards on the side, I'm trying to figure out how to get that you know, off the ground. It's been a passion of mine for the last three years. So now that we have the time, maybe I have the space. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to keep up with you and everything that you're doing. Thank you so much for being a guest no and problem. sharing all the wisdom and advice that you had for all the viewers and for me. Mm -hmm. Anytime. Thanks. All right, take care. You too.